All right, everybody, welcome back. This is Ethan. This is Jessica. This is Crystal. And this is What's in what's a Name. What's in a Name. Oh, man, you went right into it. I did. Sorry. Try to keep you on your toes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I appreciated it. <laughs> yeah. So today's intro question, along with that humiliating introduction, is also supposed to keep us humble. So I want to know what your guys' worst style choices ever have been. What is the worst style choice you have ever made? Oh, man. So many choices. Um, <laughs> as I look back at old Facebook photos, I would have to say wearing leggings under my shorts. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> I thought that was it when I was in middle school. Did you ever wear Did you ever wear the jeans under the dress? I never did that. No? Okay. Well, then it's not as bad as it could be. <laughs> that's funny i'm trying to picture that and i feel like no combination of any of those in my mind looks good <laughs> i think that'd be an accurate picture <laughs> oh good glad to know um <laughs> uh, okay for me i feel like the obvious answer would be the huge plaid shorts trend with like the 10 different aeropostal tees um that you would get like before school started um but also my sisters and i were just talking about this other day I was super into gauchos at one point. I don't know if you guys know what those are. No, what is a gaucho? Um, they're these like very flowy pants with like a waistband, like kind of tight at the bottom and just like flare out to be like about ankle length. Um, and they're very comfortable, but probably was a little overdone in my <laughs> teenage years. But um, that was a look. Uh, but honestly, nothing tops my little sister though who consistently wore fedoras like throughout middle school and not like plain fedoras like I remember she had like pink and black plaid fedoras that oh, she would no. like, tip over like the side of her head so it would like shade one of her eyes it was so terrible <laughs> oh my gosh that's like um if a like a Disney channel original movie person was your wardrobe designer yes <laughs> so I feel personally attacked because I just brought a fedora last month. <laughs> no. Crystal, no, you didn't. Crystal's Are you sure you bought a fedora? Musical, the, the reboot. No, you're sure it's a fedora. Yes. It's, well, that's what it said on Amazon. It said fedora. Okay, I need you to send me a picture. Because I cannot. I like. I could see you wearing like a cute sun hat. But I cannot imagine that you bought an actual fedora. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to send you a photo. I, that's, what, that's what it's advertised on uh, Amazon. Uh, so we'll see. Okay. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, Those are incredible answers. Uh, For my answer to this question, it was actually very difficult. Um, Not because I had so few options to choose from, but because I had so many options (laughs) to choose from. I literally don't think I have ever made a single smart fashion choice on my own. I feel like even to this day, I still need someone's uh, input before like comfortably buying clothing because I just have a horrible um, eye for style. Um, So I'm not sure if this is my worst style choice, but it's definitely my weirdest. My freshman year of high school, for some reason, I wore slippers to school for like almost the entire year. And I'm (laughs) I'm not talking like those stylish like moccasin style slippers that were like really popular back in the day like I'm talking like big black bulky like very obviously house slippers slippers like picking like Ugg boots without like the boot part at all they were like very clearly house slippers and then like weirdly enough on top of that I remember like defending my choice by telling people it was because my parents wouldn't buy me school shoes 
Oh um, my gosh. <laughs> even though they definitely did. So I don't really know what was going on back then. Um, it was probably some kind of cry for help. Um, and everyone failed me, but uh, you know, it is what it is. So do with that with what you will. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay, so now um that we're all thoroughly embarrassed, I want to just jump right into today's into today's topic, which is going to be about body doubling. So to start off our discussion, I have another question for you both. Um, when you have something on your to-do list and you really don't want to do it, what are some techniques that you use to finally get yourself to buckle down and complete it? So as we discussed a few weeks ago, I don't make lists. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I don't like feeling unproductive. So if I have something to do, I just do it. Uh, if it's something that I don't want to actually do, I'll put it kind of at the bottom of what I need to get done, but I still do it. <laughs> so it's on there. <laughs> it's just at the bottom. Yes. Okay. That's fair. Um, yeah. I would say I don't typically use techniques just because my anxiety usually takes care of it. Uh, and so I just feel like so miserably anxious about not doing something I know I need to do that I eventually just do it to like get out of my misery. <laughs> <laughs> so your technique is just to be ruled by your anxiety <laughs> exactly <laughs> okay well no those are both really good answers i i kind of can relate to both of those as well um i've found kind of like what you had mentioned crystal like simply the act of like putting something on a to-do list and then um what i will usually do is just kind of like uh assign it a due date and i feel like that's been really helpful like even if the due date is like completely arbitrary just like seeing it not pop up on my to-do list on a certain date really really helps me um just like side note here i think one of the funniest techniques i've ever heard of comes from one of my friends so she hates taking baths like does not enjoy them at all and so when she was in college anytime she had like a really big paper or an assignment that she had to do she would make herself sit in a bath until she had finished the homework <laughs> and so she would like literally draw a bath sit in the tub spread out all of her homework on a tray and then she would not let herself leave until it was all the way done <laughs> oh gosh would like she was taking baths as a grown adult yeah because she hated them so much they were just so effective at having her do something that she did not want to do she would be like i'm not leaving i'm not letting myself leave until this assignment is done <laughs> oh okay okay i thought like i was like why doesn't she just shower but i get it now oh yeah because she that because the bath she that's what she hated so that's yeah, what she okay. used to motivate her <laughs> okay got it yeah um, so bodily body doubling is kind of another method that we can use to motor, motivate ourselves. Um, so it's it's simply this idea of doing a task or a set of tasks in the presence of someone else. So that can mean doing the task with someone else. But in a lot of contexts and kind of the context that I thought was the most interesting was it just means like having someone else around while you do a task, even if that person isn't directly helping you with the task. And this is actually a recently new term for me that I just read about body doubling. But if I can just do like a quick brag here for a second, I've actually been doing this for years um, and calling it something entirely different. So I felt uh, like I par like partially discovered this and should definitely be given at least half credit. <laughs> oh, gosh. What was your name for it? Um, so I have always called it parallel work or like parallel working. Interesting. So I definitely want to know why you called it parallel working. <laughs> but what you said makes sense to me. Like the lack of motivation to work out um, is something that I have. But if someone's with me, um, I do better. Like I actually work out. So like 
I think bodily bottle body doubling is uh is real. Like it it's a it's a motivation key. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean I I remember reading about it and being like, oh wow, I I do this. Like I like I mentioned, I call I called it parallel work, but like I just feel like um the term parallel work is a little more like intuitive than body doubling. Like I don't even know what the heck like does body doubling even mean? It sounds like something aliens do or something. Um, but also like have have either of you guys heard uh like or have taken any child development classes? Yes, I have. Um, one. <laughs> oh, perfect. So that means like we're all at least at like the expert level for child development. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in child development, there is this concept called parallel play that most kids go through sometime I think like after their first birthday and so in parallel play children will play like adjacent to each other but they don't typically play with each other and I remember learning about this concept in one of my undergrad child development classes and realizing that I did like the same exact thing at times but with work instead of play and so that's kind of why I had called it parallel play but I think body doubling is the technical term for it um, but do either of you feel like you've ever like done body doubling and found it productive or does it just like kind of sound like something that's absurd to you? Crystal, you kind of had mentioned you saw this when you go to the gym, but just wondering if there's any other kind of examples on the top of your head. So, yes. Yeah, so when we were in school, like, I don't know if you, well, of course you remember Ethan, but like, like the little study rooms, we like, um, I don't know if you've ever came to it, but like, I know like the rest of us would sometimes get together and study, um, I probably wasn't just in the room. We're all studying different stuff, but like just be in the same room and do work. I mean, half the time we do work, but um... <laughs> dangerous line to walk. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like I do this when I read books. Uh, Ethan, I remember one time in college that like I needed to read a book. And so me and you and one of our other friends just went to like the Ricks building uh, and read books on the couches there. And so I feel like if I'm reading a book, I like to have someone there with me. Or in general, if I'm just doing a project, I'm always like, hey, Nathan, why don't you just come sit out here? And he's like, why? And I'm like, I don't know. We don't really need to talk. But like, I just like someone being there. It helps me to feel more productive. Yeah, no, that's such a good point. I remember I just saw like a TikTok a couple of weeks ago where um, a guy was like out in his living room gaming on his computers and his wife was in the in the bedroom reading a book. And he like goes in there and says like, hey, will you read your book just outside in the living room with me? And so she came out and was doing the exact same thing. None of their interactions had changed, but like yeah. he, it just meant a lot for him that his wife came and read her book on the couch. So yeah, there's just like something about being in the presence of other people um, that there's like something to it with body doubling. Um, and I don't think there's like a bunch of academic research out there about body doubling, but there's definitely a lot of anecdotal support for it, which um, for me is good enough for this podcast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, on this podcast, the plural of antidote is data. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so there's not, there might not be like much in the way of scientific research. Um, but honestly, like don't knock it until you try it. And I bet a lot of people even listening to this have done this without even realizing that there was a term for it. So that's pretty cool. Um, but what do you guys think about, um, like, why do you think people have found body doubling effective? when it comes to our productivity and our motivation? Yeah, good question. I mean, we're definitely social beings by nature. Even if you're introverted, you're still hardwired for some level of connection. So maybe in a way it's meeting that need. And I also think that it holds us a bit more accountable to stay on the task that we're supposed to be doing. 
Yeah, I agree. And I think like it may be motivational because we like to impress people and seem productive. <laughs> so if someone's there, it keeps you on task. Um, again, going back to the gym, like if I'm running, I usually start walking a few minutes into running. But if someone walks by, I start running again. So if someone's there, I'll keep going because I don't want to appear weak or like, you know, like that I'm slacking off. So I'll go back to working hard if someone shows up. That's funny. <laughs> um, if someone is interested in trying out uh, body doubling, how would they do it? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I don't think there's really like a set in stone way to body double. Um, from what I read, the most important part is just that you have someone else there with you while you work on your task. And it's interesting enough too, like they were also saying that that you can get get these boosts in productivity and motivation, even if the other person that you're with is like virtual or on the phone or whatever, like as long as there's another person that you're aware of, um, really like whatever works best for you is really good for body doubling. Um, interestingly enough, there was actually a lot around body doubling and how it seemed to be really highly effective for people with ADHD. Um, mm. I just saw like a bunch of like stories um, on the internet about how like someone was saying that they had ADHD, they couldn't focus on certain tasks. And then just when they found out about the body doubling, it really helped them um, focus and become more productive. So there was kind of a lot of stories around that, which was pretty interesting to me. Um, so if you guys were um, to give body doubling a try, what do you think you'd need to do to make it effective for you? Yeah, I would say I don't want someone there that's just going to constantly distract me. So if we're doing it and we're there, then we're doing the task at hand. We're not dinking around. <laughs> no dinking around. <laughs> you guys, language. This is a family program. But... <laughs> dinking. Dinking around. Yeah, we're going to get that E for explicit. <laughs> um, I would have to say uh, I agree with like, the studies that you found and I also saw that as far as with ADHD um, because I have that so I I feel like it helps me in school we would have a additional teacher for those students who needed that little extra help or had ADHD um, who would do tasks with us and they didn't necessarily help us with anything but um, the teacher would kind of sit there and be like hey you need to work on this problem. Like, hey, focus. And so I I could see that totally helping. Well, it totally helped me, but I didn't know this was a term or what it was the more until you know. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you both bring up really good points. For me, just like thinking through it and looking back on my own experience and what has made um, parallel work and body doubling effective, it's just that, I, that idea of making sure to set the expectation that you aren't using this exercise um, to socialize. I remember um, in my hometown, there was this group called um, Shut Up and Write. And they used this idea of body doubling without even realizing it. So what they would do is they would meet like several times a week for an hour at a time. And anyone in the community was welcome to come to one of these sessions. And the only rule was that um, there was to be like no communication in the group during the working period. So they'd sit down, they'd start for an hour and they'd say like, okay, everybody shut up and write. So in essence, it was just like this um, group of basically like relative strangers sitting around in a room in complete silence um, as they all worked on their own stuff. 
And it sounds like it would probably be like very awkward, but there was something almost like palpable about the energy and the focus in the room. So that was pretty cool. I went to a couple of those. And I just think when you set the expectation that you're not supposed to be communicating, it takes a lot of the awkward, like, oh, should I say something? Do I need to make small talk? Like when you have the expectation of like, no, we're not going to chat at all, then um, it, it helps a lot with being productive and being motivated around other people. Yeah, I really like that. I think we all struggle for social connection, especially after COVID. So it sounds like an effective way to meet that social connection while also getting your ish done. <laughs> <laughs> Language, Jessica. Oh my gosh, everyone is This girl, she's on one tonight. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we should do a virtual body doubling thing. So like we are obviously in different states, so we need to do it virtually. Um so Ethan and I are writing books. He says he's done with his book, but Jessica, <laughs> you should all book and we can do some body doubling together and put this this into practice. <laughs> exactly. Actually, I remember in the um, monastery that me and Crystal were at, they had like a week long silent meditation. Um, and that actually was really cool because we saw it a little bit. I, I saw it a little bit here too, where like when there was no expectation to be like social with other people, like literally no, like not even making eye contact with other people in the hallway when you pass them, you know, like when you see someone in the hallway and you make that like awkward smile and like the nod or whatever, like there was none of that. And I think just like um, setting that expectation with body doubling where there's no um, like um, expectation for you to be social or whatever, I think is huge in making parallel work effective. Um, but I love that idea, uh, Crystal. Let's let's do some virtual uh, parallel work. <laughs> don't uh, um, don't don't drink for every time uh, Crystal and Ethan bring up their time in the monastery on the podcast. <laughs> you guys need to get some new material. Sorry, uh, you're just jealous that you weren't invited, Jessica. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for another a great week. Um, I hope you guys uh, learned something new and that you'll go ahead and give parallel working a try. Um, but I do want to know what your guys's one sentence takeaways are. Yeah, um, mine's pretty simple, but mostly just that it's nice to have people come along on this journey of life with you. Um, yeah, that's mine. Um, that's not very sensitive to me, who is a single person on this podcast and Crystal, who also previously was perpetually single. You're not. Uh, it's not very I'm inclusive, still Jessica. mostly single. I live alone. <laughs> Okay, you guys, you can have more friendships than just a marriage. So relax and get some friends. <laughs> All right, Crystal, what's your takeaway? Um, having someone around can help us refocus. This is sad. <laughs> you, just, you just restated what it was. <laughs> Great takeaway. <laughs> I mean, no, like it can help us refocus, not focus. Like you are doing something you get distracted like I do. I get distracted a lot. Having someone around can help me get back on task. <laughs> no, that's great. I think for me, the takeaway is that it's valuable to take a step back and think about the way we work, whether it's like body doubling or some other kind of technique. I think it's beneficial for us to spend some time with ourselves and learn best how we work and just be intentional about that. Um, okay, so Jessica, you're our host for next week's episode. So do you want to give us a little bit of a teaser of what we can look forward to? Yes, of course. My favorite part of every episode. <laughs> um, we're going to be talking about the bystander effect. Um, I bet all of you have heard about it before. But the teaser is just the phrase, when it's everybody's responsibility, it's nobody's responsibility. 
what a good teaser i agree (laughs) (laughs) okay well we will all see you guys next week goodbye goodbye bye